another production from Solid Gold Podcasts. And a very bright and beautiful day to you all. Yes, we're actually um, recording this and speaking to each other on Spring Day, which is apparently the actual Spring Day, not the 1st of September, as most South Africans think. Although where Jenny Baxter is sitting in the south of France, of course, it's not Spring Day. It is probably the fall or autumn equinox. Whereas where I am, me, Melanie Walker, sitting in Joburg, I'm feeling that it is now here. And in fact, time to pack away the winter woolies, although it's been a bit chilly. Jenny, have you been looking out and seeing what's happening in our country? I mean, obviously you have because you are sapeople.com. <laughs> I haven't seen anything too interesting about your weather, except from Cape Town, people have been sending beautiful photos. They have said it's still chilly, though. I've just remembered people saying beautiful day, but chilly. Um, but do you remember it was about three sky. years ago? Three years ago, I think you posted a thing on SA People, I think it was on the, like the 20th of September or something, that there'd been snow down in the Western Cape again. I know it popped up on my timeline of memories. Yeah, yeah. So let's, let's hope it doesn't come back. I think you guys are, are really, really ready for a, a good long summer, spring summer. Spring, summer and some rain in Johannesburg would also be good. Okay, so enough about the weather. Okay, we, I know we get obsessed with weather. It's one of those things. It just happens. We get obsessed about our blood green, being green. So, of course, um, we, don't, we don't want to talk about the, the Springbok rugby team, but we do want to talk about the Blitzbocker who never, ever let us down. Aren't they just phenomenal? <laughs> they divine. So, yeah, so they won the um, seven series in Canada which is brilliant, and they're now leading the World Series. So they made up for all our upset over the Springboks. And hopefully mm. this weekend the Springboks are like really, really, really getting it together. And they've um, recalled three guys to just bring a little bit of calmness to the match and, and mm. to really focus. So it's Luat de Jaga, Alton Yankees, and Franz Stein. And I mean, they're playing the All Blacks, which is <laughs> at home. Oh, no. um, but, but talking about no, New No, Zealand, no, no, they're playing uh, the All Blacks in Townsville, which is in Australia. Oh, they're in Aussie. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but talking about New Zealand, and I call it New Zealand because of a, an SABC news presenter who got <laughs> New Zealand in front of him and called it New Zealand. So I've called it that ever since. You know, some um, of the I New mean, Zealanders call it that. New Zealand. It's, it's kind of their accent. That's how it sounds yeah. to, to New Zealand? people. Yeah. In Australia, when they mock New Zealanders, that's how they say it. Oh, you're from New Zealand. Oh, okay. You're yeah. from New, New Zealand, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, I mean, what is this about them going into lockdown now? And I mean, the people here, of course, have been saying, yeah, the New Zealanders were sitting there and going, I look at all the rest of the world. You're all going into lockdown and we're handling it so well. And, of course, what's happened is that they're not handling it so well. So, I mean, it's, you know, once again, COVID shutting its doors to all kinds of people all over the world. Right. Apart from us, of course, being on the, on the red list still, which is very annoying. Very, very annoying. And, and really, this is a shout out to everyone in the UK because South Africa is no longer on the red list for many, many other countries. Um, in the last month, Germany, Austria, France, Finland, Saudi Arabia, Israel, Mauritius, you know, Spain have all taken South Africa off their red lists mm -hmm. and said, as long as you are double vaccinated, you can come in. But the UK is still not doing that. And, you know, they're one of the biggest markets alongside Germany for South Africa. I think Saxa said it's one and a half million South African tourism workers depend on the UK tourists. Mm. So, so it's really important. I think Minister Sizula has spoken to the Deputy Commissioner 
Mm. And they're going to get together with scientists to try and get to the bottom of this and getting South Africa off the list. Um, And carte blanche is asking everybody in the UK and in South Africa who has been affected by this red list, you know, Mm. and we know people who, who haven't been able to see their husband or wife you know, for over a year. Everybody, please send a video and your comments to tip us off on carte blanche. We'll have the details on SA People. And they'll be featuring that this Sunday. So there's a big drive. Also on SA People, you can see the link to the petition on the UK Mm -hmm. Parliament site, as well as a copy and paste letter that everybody's asking the UK residents, UK citizens, to please send to their local MP. Just so that the parliament realizes that, you know, this is a burning issue kind of thing. Is this a new petition as well or is it still part of the one that I signed up a couple of months ago? It's still part of the one. It's the one you signed. It reached the the certain figure that forced a response. But Mm. now they need to reach an even higher figure so that it gets debated in parliament. Yeah, no, it's crazy. I mean, I've got people who have houses in England who have been here in South Africa, gone over, been in Greece for a month, gone to Montenegro, gone to Romania, etc., etc. And they cannot really go home because they can't go and isolate in their house. They have to then even, if they have their own home, go and isolate at a government-approved place at a cost of £2,000. And is and that like, because they still crazy. on a South African passport? No, because they've come out of South Africa. But, and, but the, and the vaccines are not being seen as being actually proper yeah, for some reason. That was the latest thing I heard. I know, but you know, that's a bit of a twist on reality. That's somebody who's really tried to stir the racist part. Um, mm. But but anyway, and, it, and it, I mean, it's been, his tweet has been viewed by millions. But as long as you, it's the last 14 days. So if you've been in Greece for the previous 14 days, and if Greece is not on the red list, you should be able to get into the UK. I know what France- my friend says they're having a problem with it, that they have to go and actually stay in a place, first of all, to do a 10-day quarantine, then but they, they can't do it at their house. they South African passport and have no, definitely been British. in the last 14 days. No, because British, you definitely, I mean, we have people here all the time who mm. are flitting in and out. And, and yes, it's a, it's, a, it's a schlep at the moment because... Uh, you had to get a PCR test before you went to England and then two days later. But unless you came from a red list country in the last 14 days, you do not Maybe have to do that it. quarantine. But it's crazy. I mean, the whole thing is like, you know, I mean, I've got friends who are sitting in England, the one who hasn't seen her children for over a year. Yeah. And, and the other one who hasn't seen her parents for over a year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the parents can't go there. They can't come back here at the moment from the money point of view. So I'm saying, well, why don't you go to Greece and then <laughs> get the family to meet you in Greece yes. and go and have a holiday in Greece? Yes, perfect. Yeah. And, um, and also get them to, to send in a video or comments to Carte Blanche for no, Sunday's definitely. program. I'll definitely share that with everybody yeah. as well. I know a lot of people who are being affected by it. Yeah. Anyway, On the England side, to, I do understand, yeah? as we've said before, a lot of people died and uh, they do have to be super, super careful, but it's mm. just they're recognizing, they're not trusting enough. They trust the South African vaccines. It's that they well, don't the Pfizer trust vaccines the that we're having. No, they, we're they, bringing them in from overseas. Yeah, no, they trust the vaccines. That's why it's been twisted. It's not that they don't trust the vaccines. It's the, okay. it's the, the paperwork people doing fake certificates. 
Oh, okay. And, okay. and it's the fact that there has been more COVID. And so that is why South Africa is now going to prove that they are no longer a COVID hotspot. It's about South Africa being a COVID hotspot, not about the vaccines not being good enough. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, there's so much disinformation out there. Yeah. I mean, I think... This whole COVID thing and the vaccination story has actually been one of the biggest things when it comes to making divisiveness a thing. Instead of people pulling together, everybody's having a go at everybody else. You know, but it's it's your choice. If you choose not to get vaccinated, then you must just stay home. But but yeah, I mean, (laughs) there's a big drive to please get vaccinated for things like this. You know, because Mm. because I think when England made this decision, only 13% of South Africans had been vaccinated last week, you know, 13% fully vaccinated. It hasn't gone up all that much, yeah. Yeah, so so that is, you know, another of their problems, why they regard South Africa as a hotspot, that it's, you yeah. know, whereas Turkey has over 50%. So that's why Turkey has come off the red list. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. you know, the anti-vaxxers and people who can't get yeah. to the vaccination stations, well, let's just work on that. And and I know you don't w- uh, watch Carte Blanche, but they, they did a show on Sunday night where they interviewed doctors, etc., in South Africa, mm. who said, we are not getting clogged up with vaccinated people. Our ICU, ICU units are being mm. clogged up with non-vaccinated. You know, that's the bottom line. An ICU unit unit. <laughs> yeah. unit. It's like an ATM machine. Yeah. You know why? Because here yeah, we call it uh, urgence. So I haven't okay. used that word for a long time. Sorry. <laughs> Don't worry. It's absolutely fine. Anyway, let's get on to something a little bit happier. Of course, it's uh, when, when is World Rhino Day today, again? Today, Wednesday, 22 September. It's the same day as spring. Yay. <laughs> and there's some really good news here where people are coming together and not devices. Uh, except the poaching crime syndicates, they depart mm. it. But a wonderful collaboration, Postcode Meerkat. I have announced today just how well they're doing. So Postcode Meerkat is a surveillance system that can survey large areas. It can pick up humans and animals night and day. And, mm-hmm. and it was invented in a year by the CSIR because there was nothing like it in the world. Uh, so it's great innovation from South Africa. And it has been funded by the UK, Sweden, and the Netherlands by their postcode lotteries. So that's why it's called postcode okay. meerkat. And it's just phenomenal. So in this like one large area, for instance, there used to be two or three poaching incidents per day. Mm. Um, in the last 12 months since postcode meerkat, there's been one incident in that area. So that is mm. how good it is. So now, now the you know now we just need to expand it so that it's everywhere in the Kruger. Yeah, no, that would be great because I mean the rhino poaching went down during um, the lockdown and of course then just picked up straight away afterwards again. Yeah, with force. So it's it's. I, I mean, I just wish that they would realise that there's nothing in the horns that'll actually give you a horn. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, getting on to other stuff. Okay, so we've gone through the red list thing. Um, Heritage Day, of course, coming up on Friday the twenty fourth. Um, which I've just found out <laughs> from my children. Yeah, I mean, a daze for me at the moment. Everything is a daze. And uh, they're saying, but there's a public holiday on Friday. I'm like, okay, well, that's, well it doesn't make much difference in my life. But anyway. It does. But, um, I believe you're going away for the weekend. Not this weekend. I'll be going away the following oh. weekend. But I will be partying this weekend. Because it's your birthday. 
Yes, because sometime <laughs> around then will be my birthday. But I see you've got on the list here and I've actually just downloaded the, I think it was from sapeople.com um, on Facebook where you had some recipes up oh, for yes. Baberti. So I've looked at everybody's Baberti recipes and decided whether it's going to be as good as mine or not. <laughs> and of course, I mean, I love, I love bunny chow as long as it's a mutton curry. It must be a proper mutton curry. Uh, milk tart is one of my favorite things in the world and the curried sampan beans. But I have to get my, my long suffering domestic worker Sarah to make me her sampan beans because she makes the best sampan beans ever. Oh, divine. <laughs> you know, um, some of the expats have been saying that they're calling this the expat challenge because it's, a, it's an article with, you know, some of those that you've mentioned and mm-hmm. a few more. And so people are like going through each recipe, trying each recipe out and, and having Fantastic. a wonderful trip down, you know, not quite memory lane. lane, but reconnecting with home. So, yeah, and I, I mean, if you can't find the article on SA People, just go to our recipe section and they're all there. Have you got a recipe for malfa pudding? Yes. Oh, fantastic. Yes, absolutely. I make one, a very good one of those as well. <laughs> oh, you're going to have to cook for me next time. When you're out here again, I definitely will, if we can ever get to see each other. Okay. Well, actually, you can't. You can because you're in France, so that's easy enough. Okay, so then news from expats. Oh, yeah, I'm sure a lot of us have seen the story about the penguins, which is yes, um, absolutely horrifying. Yeah, I, I just thought we should mention it just because it has made international news. So I've even had mm. Swedish friends say to me, oh, my goodness, what happened? You know, and plus, mm-hmm. you know, with Penguin Town on Netflix, people around the world got used to these beautiful penguins in Simonstown and they are endangered. So to lose 63 in one go is is really tragic. Um, so I think we should all support Sankob in, you know, rescuing what they can and rehabilitating as many penguins as possible. So what was from a swarm of bees, hey? Yeah. I mean, how awful is that? No, well, I mean, I suppose that penguins can be allergic to bee stings as well. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Ugh. Shame. Oh, so Lordy. that was a bit sad. And then also that there, were, there were a whole bunch of firefighters who went yes, overseas. so that's a happier story. Is over 100 of them. And, you know, they've been doing it for years. And there was a little controversy a few years ago about pay, whatever. This year has just been a resounding success. They, mm-hmm. They've been there for two months. They just got back in the last week. They did so well. And, you know, because they have so many fires in South Africa, they're actually able to work independently in Canada. So... You know, they really ease the load for the Canadians who go through the same fire season as us just, yeah. you know, but six months later. At the other time, yeah. yeah. But, but for me, some of the best stuff is, is the videos that Canadians posted of the firefighters at the airport or going to work and just, you know, the South African firefighters who sing, which is just kind of unique and wonderful and keeps everybody together. Well, I'm watching Chicago Fire at the moment and I keep on thinking, hmm, I think I need me a fireman. <laughs> Actually, we need, more fire- we need more firemen in Johannesburg, considering I think we only have three working fire trucks. No, but let's not get onto that because you know that I'll start losing my mind completely about that. And that's not local good news. We want local good news. So give me some of that. Well, the um, Cape Town Philharmonic Orchestra did their first concert since lockdown and everything. And, yeah. um, and it was a beautiful free concert outside the Grotesque Hospital, which has been sort of the hub of COVID cases in mm, Cape Town. Mm. And they played 
you know, classical, modern. It was, it was just, we were streaming it live on SA People. It just made everybody just so happy to, to witness. And it was a gratitude concert to say thank you oh, to all the health workers all around the, health the workers. country. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, there was that. And there was an ad agency, Network BBDO. BBDO. Yeah, that, I, I read that story. Fantastic. I have a friend who actually worked on the whole concept as well. Oh, really? Such yeah, a clever idea. What a wonderful thing. Yeah, after like 27 years of gathering awards, which in turn gathered dust, they burnt all their awards down, melted them down, and turned them into 670 medals for everybody who's ever contributed to their company's success. So it was yeah. people who make coffee, accountants, you know, creative agents oh. oh amazing i love i love that idea i thought it was so absolutely wonderful yeah. and well done go for it net i didn't even know that network bbdo was still around they were using a hashtag before a hashtag became a hashtag I know. I in think the middle of their thing and their network yeah yeah and and i think they've just opened in santon so this was sort of to launch this the santon office brilliant yeah, the brilliant. new office and then a really good story is nsri patrick van Aysen. He, mm -hmm. um, he has worked for the NSRI as a volunteer since he was mm -hmm. 19 years old. So just after the NSRI just started, you know, they do search and rescue. Um, yeah. I think while, while he was in charge, he saved over 400 lives, um, wow. plus heaps of other wonderful stuff. So he was actually, so it's been 50 years. He's never taken a break of operational service and he has mm -hmm. been given the lifetime achievement award by the international maritime rescue federation at the award ceremony and the nsri also got an innovation award for the jet rib which is kind of this because rescuing people is always difficult because the motor goes in the water there's pollution yeah. there's the danger you know and you can't get enough people on and they have invented together with a couple of other companies this amazing new surf rescue thing which is a jet ski in like a boat yeah and there'll be in 10 getting boat, yeah. rolled out soon Okay, but I want to know, yeah. did Mr. Van Aysen actually go and work with the NSRI at Benoni Lake? Because you know that they've got an NSRI in Benoni. <laughs> I've always loved that story. It's so fantastic. <laughs> that entertains my mind completely. Oh, oh, talking about entertainment, what, what, yeah. if we, what do we should be watching out for if you're living overseas? What's on Netflix that has something to do with South Africa or on Showmax? So if you if you watch remember last week i mentioned blood and water yes and parkhurst we spoke about parkhurst college parkhurst high parkhurst high yeah, which doesn't exist yes which doesn't exist but this is a made-up college in cape town and i have watched it there's no parkhurst in cape town exactly it's fiction and um, but it, but it, we parkhurstians will take very very like dim view of that i can hear that <laughs> we are we are the hursties you know what it's like <laughs> oh, these ones are very very posh and it's actually they've they've used part of uct for the filming mm -hmm. and, and for the school so so as an expat i i mean i've just loved watching it I mean, your kids should like it. It's a youth show. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, um, but, but I love it. You, you know, you see Table Mountain, Table Bay. You, you, it's, you see Cape Town, you hear the slang, you hear the accents. And, and the story's pretty gripping, pretty good. 
Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it a little watch and tell you what I think. And they, they do know, of course, in the, the, the Parkhurst, you know, there's the supposedly the Larnies, which are the Parkhurst people here, named after a prison on the Isle of Wight. Anywho, <laughs> there we go. What else have we got? Inspiration for Mission oh, Countdown. What is that? Okay. So, you know, Elon Musk, the South African expat, um, you know, his space. The X. space tourist, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he sent the four, but he did not pay for it. It's his rocket. But. Elon Musk did not fund this. A guy, mm-hmm. um, Jared, another billionaire, he funded it. And then three other people without money. Um, so the four of them went up. They successfully orbited for three days yes. around the Earth. They just came back. I mean, it, it is incredible. I'm not into the pollution, etc. But if only they could have just done this one off and then no more. Um, it's on Netflix. It's called Countdown. You get to know these four people, how they were selected, how they prepared. Mm. And then on the 30th of September, we're going to see the debriefing. Um, okay. it's, it's honestly, I cannot recommend it enough as inspirational. It's about saving children, cancer. It's, it's really worth it. Okay. Um, cool. Okay. Then on, on carte blanche, if you're overseas, you can now watch the latest carte blanche, which had Dr. Sebo Petza on. And he just won the global award for the best headmaster in the world. Are you serious? Yeah. He is amazing. He's in a little village in Limpopo. Wherever he goes, the pupils almost double. He, he believes in hard work, but he believes in kindness. It's so inspirational. He's, he's amazing. And there were over 200,000 entries. Wow. And he won. That's fantastic. And then on Showmax, you can, of course, binge watch what you've already watched, Mayor of Wait, East Town. Mayor of East Town, which is fantastic. It's fantastic. And they just, wa- they just won Emmy Awards. I don't know if you saw Kate Winslet. So, yeah, it's worth no, watching. No, I haven't caught the Emmys yet, I'm afraid. Oh, uh, yeah, no. She gave, she gave a speech in which she said, yes, I am the winner. But she's the winner because of not just winning Best Actress, but also – she has best husband, best child. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, w- I would dispute about best children. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, you know, I knew her before um, she became famous. And, and I can remember really giving her advice. And I think about it now. I think she's so, like, oh, she gosh, so yeah. did not need my advice. She, <laughs> she just was on just her own. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is before she married Sam as well. Yeah, but they're now divorced. No, they're divorced as well. Yeah. So we're talking quite a while like strange South African girl giving me advice about stuff. I mean, really. Actually, no. <laughs> but you know, the other day um, I was invited to somebody's house nearby in a village up on a mountain, beautiful views, and he is her husband's father. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so, so, so we were able to chat quite a bit because also Kate taught me what a prosthetic was. I had never heard of a prosthetic before. And she had had okay. to use a prosthetic in a movie. And now, of course, because of my daughter, I know what a prosthetic is. Mm, mm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, there we go. All right. And what have you got coming up this week on sapeople.com? What's the interesting news story? Well, I think it's Troy Savan. He, he just made world headlines with a dress that he wore to the Met Awards, to the uh, Met Gala. I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw. And he's just released a video of what he says is the best week of his life. Troy left South Africa when he was two years old. So we can't really claim him. Yeah. But his parents are very South African. And he, of course, acted in Spud. 
in all the yes, fun Yes, I was about movies. to say. Yeah. I mean, he was inspired yeah. with John Cleese. And, and I see that, I mean, yesterday I was listening to Hot 1027 and one of the songs that they played was his song. Oh, fantastic. Angel Baby. Yes. So that was yeah. up yesterday. And I thought, oh, I didn't know that he could sing as well. My kids would be love this. I don't even know if they <gasps> That's know. That's his main thing, actually. He's, he's really a singer and, yeah. and, of course, YouTuber. And I think Spud is like the main movie things he's done. He's done little things in, in other movies, but... Mm, no, that he's loved Spud. Absolutely loved yeah. it. Shot at Michael House, of course. You know, that Marnie spot down there. Anyhow, okay, so if there's anything that you have missed, if there's anything that you would like to catch up on, if there's anything you'd like to post about anything to do with South Africa, whether you're at home or abroad, don't forget, get along to the sapeople.com website or on Facebook. Check out the page and drop Jenny a line. I'm sure she'd be only too happy to post some really fantastic news. So if you've got some, share it with the rest of us. Want Om te share is om te care, ne? <laughs> Jenny Baxter, ja, thank you so very much. It's lovely to see your face and we shall see you again next week. And go out and have a little bit of fun in the sun before you go back into winter again. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Mal, and happy birthday to you. Thank you so much. And we'll catch you again next week. Don't miss it out. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.